it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Oh, it looked like they had a really good time at CPAC. What? Uh, the Nazi symbol, Andrew! Did you see the stage was a Nazi symbol? No, it looked more like they had a square with two runways for guests to come out either stage left or stage right. But it's a Nazi symbol. Twitter says so. There are only so many shapes in the universe. It wasn't like it was... I, I, I don't... Does anybody really believe this? If you look at the agenda and the schedule for CPAC, on Friday night, you know what happened on Friday night? Does anyone know what happened on Friday night at CPAC? Super producer Mike, do you know what happened on Friday night at CPAC? You could just turn on your mic, yes, no, maybe. I, do you know what they did Friday night? They had a Shabbat dinner. They had a Shabbat dinner. They celebrated the Sabbath. That sounds like a bunch of Nazis, doesn't it? Hosting a Sabbath dinner for Jewish attendees. That sounds really, really Nazi-like. Well, first we're going to put down this Nazi symbols the stage, but then we're going to we're going to have a we're going to have an old-fashioned Sabbath dinner. Jewish style. That makes sense. Perfect sense. But Andrew it really does look like that. I I got you. Does anybody remember when the left laughed off, at least the media left. Andrew, are you about to do a whataboutism? No, it's called context. There's no such thing as a whataboutism. If you are explaining something through context, meaning if you're hyperventilating right now <laughs> and you can't take it anymore. And then somebody says, well, now wait a second. Were you upset when the Obama campaign for the re-election, took the word forward. Well, it sounds like an innocuous word, right? I mean, as innocuous as a square with two bent runways. But I don't remember anyone being upset at that. I mean, conservatives were because they understood what he was doing. The slogan forward was the call to arms of the German Marxists. That was one of their one of their slogan words. As a matter of fact, I think they actually named the uh, the Communist Party's newspaper after it. But when we pointed that out, people said, no, 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 this is about progress. It's about progress, Andrew, progress. Obama's talking about moving the country forward. Well, forward with an exclamation point is a call to Marxism. You have to understand something. These people think they speak their own language and the rest of us aren't hip or wise to it. Some people that don't spend all day in this, you know, this is my job, I'm in it all day, I'm up to my eyeballs in it. They're speaking their own language. I mean, just look at the phrase Black Lives Matter. The phrase Black Lives Matter, right? The organization has nothing to do with Black Lives Mattering. And like every other Marxist organization, you notice that the three women that have started this organization have gotten very rich. They're getting book deals. They're getting TV deals. They're getting speaking. They're out on tour speaking for top dollar. Like everything else, 
Socialism's for the people, not the socialist. But the phrase Black Lives Matter, they chose that for a reason because how could you deny that? Can you imagine if a conservative organization chose the phrase, the children are our future? And they justified all their actions by saying, well, the children are our future. But this has nothing to do with child, the children or the future. The children are our future. That's the name of the organization. You against that? Why are you against the children are our future? With this obsession over the stage and now the attack on Hyatt. And you know what's funny? Hyatt. Hyatt responded with a PR release that looked like it was clipped and pasted from any standard blah, blah, blah rhetoric. We want a safe, diverse environment for blah, blah, blah. Now, the people on the left are very angry. How dare you use this language that we forced corporate America to adopt in our name against us? So now, now they're going to boycott Hyatt because they allowed CPAC to occur. Wines at 695 Patriot 957-2874. So obviously, obviously, obviously can't get through the first segment without playing some of the more momentous clips. Trump, of course, not starting a new party. Cut one. We are gathered this afternoon to talk about the future of our movement, the future of our party, and the future of our beloved country. For the next four years, the brave Republicans in this room will be at the heart of the effort to oppose the radical Democrats, the fake news media, and their toxic cancel culture. Something new to our ears, cancel culture. And I want you to know that I'm going to continue to fight right by your side. We will do what we've done right from the beginning, which is to win. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. That was fake news. Fake news, no. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Let's start a new party and let's divide our vote so that you can never win. No, we're not interested in that. You know, it's funny, all, all of the rhinos are like, well, we got to stop worshiping Trump. And Trump shouldn't run again. And we got to get rid of Trump. You know what they want to do? Their resistance to the big government left is fluff. It's mere fluff. We took a short pause for eight years under Ronald Reagan. George H.W. Bush came in and gave in largely to the big government crowd. Then we were told that Bill Clinton was reigning in welfare or something, but promoted Hillary Care, lost the House, lost the Senate. Then George W. Bush came in, and there was a return. There was a return to the big government spending again. And then, of course, we got Barack Obama. For four years, we had somebody who was at least willing to question Washington's worst instincts. And now they're back, back it's all back under Biden. But the rhinos and the establishment, well, you gotta stop it, stop. 
Who do you think? You don't like Trump. Oh, show me a Republican other than Ronald Reagan that could get that many people to join this party and go out and vote. I don't know who these people are. I mean, I do. They want to get back to the business of campaigning in the district or in the state than going back to the Washington cocktail circuit. The the problem is the riffraff have gotten into the country club and they don't like it. They don't like the Lauren Boberts. They don't like the Ron DeSantis's. They don't like any of them. They like the big talk about waste and fraud and abuse and the overreach of the Democrat Party and the government's gotten, you know, too involved in our lives. But as soon as they get there, they tell us we have to be patient, we have to be pragmatic. We watch this. We watch this under the worst majority leader to become the worst speaker ever, Paul Ryan. The Tea Party. They all glommed onto the Tea Party. Remember when they were all Tea Party? All of them. They were before MAGA, there was the Tea Party. And every single one of them, these spineless, weak Republicans, glommed onto the Tea Party. And they were putting, they were pounding their fists as they were talking about the Constitution and cutting the spending and cutting their waste, fraud, and abuse. And those damn big government Democrats. We gave them the House of Representatives. And like that, we we only have the House of Representatives. What do you want us to do? I don't know. Stand up to these Democrats. Stand up to Obama. You've got the House of Representatives. All bills for raising revenue originate in the House of Representatives. This is not that difficult. Cut the spending, cut the spending, cut the spending. You won't be able to cut all of it but force a negotiation with the Democrats in the Senate. (laughs) Then 2014, we gave them the Senate. And in comes Mitch McConnell. We don't have the White House. We don't have the White House. Okay. 2016, we give them the White House under a businessman president who's like, give me cuts. I think Trump's initial budget, they called for a 33% cut to the EPA. They wanted to limit the the USDA to international food inspections. There was a blank load, a shiz load of cuts that the president offered. Not one of them got passed. They didn't get into the final budget. Sure, we got the regulatory rollback. Great. Sure, we continued the no pork barrel spending for a moment. And we got a tax cut. But somehow in all of that, under Republican leadership, under McConnell and Ryan, we got bigger budgets and a return of trillion dollar deficits. And these people led by Liz Cheney just want to get back to the grand old party. They just want to get back to the way it was. You know, like the Barbra Streisand song or the way we were. My mother was a fan, me not so much. They just wanted to get back to the way we were. 
Nobody questioning the spending, nobody questioning the borrowing, nobody questioning the distributive pro- project money, nobody questioning the deficit. Let's, let's just get back to business in Washington without these pesky newbies around like Trump. F that noise, man. Seriously. If Trump runs in 2024, he's got my vote now. And you know what? They're afraid of him sticking around to be a kingmaker. Well, I say that's great. If Donald Trump says, you know what? I did my four years. I was put through hell. I was distracted by these phony hoax impeachments. I'm just going to chill at Mar-a-Lago. And then, I'll, you know what? I'll just be a force to be reckoned with. And if that means we get a nominee like Ron DeSantis, even better. Wine's 695, Patriot 957-2874. Play cut two. We all knew that the Biden administration was going to be bad, but none of us even imagined just how bad they would be and how far left they would go. He never talked about this. We would have those wonderful debates. He would never talk about this. We didn't know what the hell he was talking about, actually. His campaign was all lies. Talked about energy. I thought, I said, you know, this guy actually, he's okay with energy. He wasn't okay with energy. Wants to put you all out of business. He's not okay with energy. He wants windmills, the windmills. The windmills that don't work when you need them. Joe Biden has had the most disastrous first month of any president in modern history. That's true. Already, the Biden administration has proven that they are anti-jobs, anti-family, anti-borders, anti-energy, anti-women, and anti-science. In just one short month, We have gone from America first to America last. You think about it, right? America last. There is no better example than the new and horrible crisis on our southern border. We did such a good job. It was all worked. Nobody's ever seen anything like we did, and now he wants it all to go to hell. Can you imagine DeSantis versus Cuomo or DeSantis versus Newsom in 2024? The media, the media did nothing but worship and ooh and ah and gush over Newsom and deride and insult DeSantis, who, by the way, is an Ivy League grad. They never bring that up when they're telling you how stupid he is. They never point out that he went to Yale. Right? This is how that, and I'm not going to do the Wilkow Guide to two-way media perception, but, you know, if, if, if Cuomo or Newsom had some big pedigree, that's all you'd be hearing. But they're constantly telling you how dangerous and backward and idiotic DeSantis is. Florida is thriving. New York is dying. And by the way, let me take a little veer off here. We'll come back to this. Brian Stelter and CNN. CNN is leading the way in the cover-up for Cuomo. For months, we we watched the the Cuomo bro show. Hey, hey, big brother, is this the swab they had to stick up your nose? Duh. No. How about Ma's gravy? Eh, Maybe when we get together, we can make some meatballs. These two morons going back and forth. The whole time, CNN ignoring, ignoring, ignoring the May 25th order. Ignoring 
The fact that not only, not only did Cuomo issue that executive order that led to the death of over 15,000 senior citizens, it was his staff that inserted in the final budget, which he signed on April 3rd, that gave those nursing facilities direct protection from lawsuits. He protected them from litigation. CNN never covered it. All public, never once. Now they want to focus on Trump. Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter this weekend. He found a big problem. Big problem. We're, we're one year from when Trump called it a hoax. Play cut eight. It was one year ago today, February 28th. One year ago today. 2020. Yeah. When then yeah. President Trump infamously used the word hoax to downplay the coronavirus. Not true. They tried Not the true. impeachment hoax. That was on a perfect conversation. They tried anything. They tried it over and over. And this is their new hoax. The virus was That's silently spreading across on. the United States. The public hold needed on. to be prepared. Stop it. That was highly edited. But even in that edit, he's talking about the Democrats' accusation that the federal government under his leadership isn't doing anything. That was the hoax. Not that the virus was the hoax. It was one year ago. And the other one still has it lowered for me, so I talk like this. I can't even imitate his voice. Even if I try... Uh, I can't do it. I cannot even imitate. I do, I do some pretty good impersonations on this program. You know, I got my Bernie. I got my Pat Leahy. Pat Leahy. Come on, man. I got my Biden. I got Biden's dad. Now listen to me, Joey. Two men embracing themselves in public like that. A kiss is a kiss. Love is love, Joey. You have to respect that kind of public sentiment. But I can't do that. I can't, I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't get my, my, my voice up that high. I might be burdened by, I don't know. But he didn't play the whole, here's the whole clip, cut nine. And this is their new hoax. But you know, we did something that's been pretty amazing. We are 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early, we could have had a lot more than that. We will do everything in our power to keep the infection and those carrying the infection from entering our country. We have no choice. Whether it's the virus that we're talking about or many other public health threats, the Democrat policy of open borders is a direct threat to the health and well-being of all Americans. Now, you see it with the coronavirus. You see it. I see also created a White House. Virus task force. It's a big thing. A virus task force. I requested $2.5 billion to ensure we have the resources we need. And so far, we have lost nobody to coronavirus in the United States. Nobody. And it doesn't mean we won't. And we are totally prepared. It doesn't mean we won't. That's the whole part that he left out. That the Democrats say he was doing nothing. That's the hoax, not the virus. We're right, they're wrong, that's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.